You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. There's never been a more perfect duo than this one. I mean, the Butterman and Mr. Pancakes. Oh my Come God, on. you're really like latching on to that. No, I think it's it's got to happen. Are I mean... You- I think you're having some sort of mental breakdown. <laughs> That's entirely and, like, possible. Your, your mind's just kind of working in basics right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very easily distracted. This is true. Yeah. But I'm telling you, though, this is a genius idea. I mean, is it's it? genius. This could take the world by storm. I think we're going we're gonna to another round with Butterman. I think that's going to happen. The first round uh, was such a failure. We got a lot of complaints. Hello, everyone. So <laughs> this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, that available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. We have a lot of stuff that we're going to get to today. Um, I do want to give a big thank you to everybody who goes to funemploymentradio.com and clicks on the Expedia link including our friend Lisa. Lisa just purchased a ticket oh. on that website. Oh, uh, San Francisco Lisa? Uh, no, other Lisa. Oh. Yes. San Francisco Lisa did it as well, though, I believe. She's going to be coming up here pretty soon. We uh, know a lot of Lisas. We know so many They're Lisas. world-traveling Lisas. If you're a Lisa, you're probably our friend. <laughs> There's a good possibility. Yeah, yeah. if we're not yet, we will be. Um, no, she went to uh, funemploymentradio.com, clicked on the Expedia link, awesome. and purchased a ticket for a vacation. Good, because... She needs one. Yes, indeed. So it helps. That's awesome. Yes, very cool. Um, All right. We've got a lot to get to today, and I think a lot of it's going to have to do with my mental unraveling, uh, which which I'll explain a little bit. Um, I feel like I'm coming out the other end, but I don't know which way I'm going. Don't wait. You feel like you're coming out the other end? You should probably rephrase that. Oh, wait. No, that was so. Okay. Yeah, that probably sounded wrong. Well, anyway, here's what I'm going to get to. I want to talk about this. Now, a lot of you, and we did get a lot of feedback about Butterman, which is my uh, alter ego. What and I, it, which none I of it was positive. Like people were like literally, <laughs> like Greg had to issue apologies to people. Somebody like I, we got honest, like honest to God. We haven't had that many hit, that much hate mail in so long. Like some, I I can't remember who sent it, but someone's like, "Hey, I love you guys. You make every day." Like, you know, I love listening to you every day. You make me laugh. It's like, but that Butterman shit is the worst thing I've ever heard. And if you do it again, I'm probably going to stop listening. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to do it again right now. But I just I just want to give one more pitch because there's, there's a couple of developments that are going on here. So, one, we actually had uh, listener Tim wrote in, and he said he created this track. So this is Tim from Colorado. This is the track he created for Butterman. So Butterman sings about being buttery and smooth with the ladies. But you're not good. Don't sing it. All right. I won't sing it. That's like relaxing. See, this is a pretty smooth jam, right? Ladies would dig this. (laughs) Oh, so, okay. This is oh, my only pitch him. I'm going to make. There's this, and here's the other key thing. Now, of course, Keelan really wanted to be a part of the whole Butterman phenomenon. Like, he's jumping on board on that, and that's fine. Keelan's a very good musician. Keelan is I absolutely can understand not jumping on board about this. Why he wanted to, you know, be a part of this. And Keelan we were trying to figure to out. to distance himself from this further. We were trying to figure out, you know, what role would Keelan play? Is it like hype man? Is he going to be the, co, the co-headliner? What's he going to be doing? 
And this is what we came up with before this show started today. And this is my one last pitch to everybody who was opposed to Butterman. I may be able to bring, bring it back around with this. Butterman and Mr. Pancakes. Mr. Pancakes is Keelan. Mr. Pancakes and the Butterman are a dynamic duel. Well, Keelan actually has talent. You. Butterman? The Butterman? No, no, the Butterman does not. Oh, the Butterman is clearly, I mean, that's a force to be reckoned with. Obviously, I can already picture the whole career with the Butterman and Mr. Pancakes. Like, the Butterman kind of lays down the smooth... Smooth uh, vibes and like gets it all going. Like Greg is white boy lobster calling so sing hard it. right now. And then uh, you know, Mr. Pancakes comes in. is like, "Yo, it's Mr. Pancakes. How you doing today? I'm just here to make your you know, or something like that. I'm not. I don't know. What are you going to rhyme that, What are you going to rhyme day with? I was going to say <laughs> here to say hey. Yeah, I almost did day again. Uh, so, Mr. Pancakes. I think it's Mr. Pancakes too. It might be that M I S T A, Mr. Pancakes. So he comes up and he does like s- drops some raps and you know he he takes the lead on some of them. It's kind of it's a duo. Some raps. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Butterman and Mr. Pancakes. And so eventually, the way this is going to work, you know, our duo as it is, there'll obviously be a breakup, but it'll be pre-planned. Once we get like such media hype, you know, we're going on tour like Butterman and Mr. Pancakes. Whoop 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 whoop. And then uh, that's kind of a, one of our opening things. So our duo will continue on for a while. We'll have a bunch of hits. And then, uh, and then we'll split up. We'll each do a solo album. You know, some will go better than others, but, but it'll be equally popular until the public demands that we reunite. And then that's what's going to happen. This is going to be about a five-year plan. The five-year plan is, you know, the first two years, we're a sensation. We're all over the world. We're taking off. You know, in Australia, they're yelling for Butterman. And, uh, you know, in Indonesia, they want, we want Mr. Pancakes. And so the whole tour happens, you know, and then we do that. We split up. We do our solo albums. You know, they're, they're successful, but they're just not as successful as when we're together, as when the duo's on stage. And then eventually, we reunite, probably at, like, I don't know, MTV Music Awards or something, or like uh, uh, maybe the Emmys. They're like, all right, and for the first time on stage together in two years, Butterman, Mr. Pancakes. And I'm pretty sure it's Will Smith who's going to introduce us. And then we'll come on stage and like run around from each side of the stage. And uh, it'll be, Mr. Pancakes, how you doing today? I'm just here to say, hey, where's my buddy, Butterman? There he is. Give him my hand. You know, and that's Mr. Pancakes rhymes. And then Butterman comes out and like, they call me the. And I won't sing it right now. But. And that's how it's all going to work out. And that's what a mental breakdown sounds like. <laughs> I'm just saying, everybody wants the Butterman and Mr. Pancakes. Okay, all right, that's enough. All right. That's kind of what it, that's kind of what it is. So what else is going on in that head of yours? Can <laughs> we move, know. just distance ourselves just far, far away from this? Is this like you're crazy because I know you're like busy working, but are you actually like getting sleep? Or is this like unrested, like um, batshit bonkers? Okay. Truthfully, I, I mean, I'll just lay it on the line here right now. You know, it's been a stressful last uh, few weeks. I feel like we're getting a lot of work done and like good things are happening. I have not gotten a lot of sleep and I maybe have been a little distracted lately. Um, I took a tumble yesterday because you I took was... took a tumble? What does that even mean? I, I fell because I was... Because I was distracted and looking at my phone and I tripped on the sidewalk. Are you kidding me, Greg? No, I'm not kidding. I really did. I really did. Yeah. I have told you so many times that that was going to happen to you and that actually yeah. happened to you. Yeah. You fell? 
Because you were texting and walking, right? <laughs> yes, I was oh my texting God. and walking. Looking at my phone. I am a walking advertisement for that. Did you cut yourself? Yes. Where? On oh, my hand. <laughs> I scraped my I scraped my hand. Did you actually like full on fall? Yeah. Oh yeah. Did anyone see? <sighs> I just got up and walked away really quick. So I, I don't know. Saw that, that would be I didn't want to look around. I didn't want. Any, I don't. I don't know. I'm sorry. If I saw. If I saw somebody, you know, who who wasn't like elderly or something, but like <laughs> some, you know, some person around our age who was texting and walking, and then they fell face first, I would <laughs> not be able to not laugh. I'm not going to say I wouldn't laugh either, but no, you totally deserve it, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's just always staring at their phones. It's, it's so annoying. It's being noted. Out. Take, let me uh, read some of the things here from the live chat, funemploymentradio.com/live. Uh, Mr. Jakey says, "When Greg said took a tumble, I pictured him in a tumbling class with a bunch of nine-year-old girls." Uh, Brahim and Hanna say, uh, "That's when the line is crossed to an addiction, my friend," and that is true. That you really do have a problem. Like, I've had to tell no, Greg I know. to it's put his issue. phone in, in a different room. Well, the walking and looking at my phone thing has become a problem. And I, I, I got a wake-up call yesterday with that. I realize I've got an issue right now. I need to stop walking and looking at my phone. I, I understand it. It was the world saying, hey, let's scrape up your hand a little bit and make sure you know you don't walk out in traffic i don't walk out in traffic but i'm i'm working you know i'm working on it also eddie says uh, back injuries can show up days later oh, I, yeah tell me about it that's what happened remember last winter that's when i had to when i threw yeah. out my back oh, that's boy. all on you all of this is on you it's all on nobody me nobody can feel bad for you because what you had to like what play your video game on your phone update your facebook status no no i i don't even i think i was sending a text is what I was doing. But it wasn't an important text that needed no. to be sent right then. No. It really wasn't. So I'm learning some lessons, and I'm, you know, my, my stress level is, I think, starting to come down. I'm, I'm reaching a, uh, a plateau. I think you, you are. I think yesterday was like peak stress for you. Yeah. It was... I like it better when you're silly, when you've just kind of broken, and it's like after a fever breaks. Like, you know, you're just kind of. I'm, I'm kind of like that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know, like, now you're on the back end of the week. I know you still have mm-hmm. some work to do, but you've, you know, you kind of have powered through the first few days yeah. of the week, got a lot of your shit done. I got a lot of stuff so done. So that you can have, you know, the end of the week be a little more relaxing. Right. Because I'm going up camping over this weekend, and, and we'll talk all about that tomorrow because it's Ricketts Fest weekend. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it has been a lot. I haven't been getting a lot of sleep, although last night, I mean, talk about a fever dream. I think this was like stresses are my fever. And, uh, and last night was, I know we talk about my dreams sometimes on the show and sorry, this is a Greg's crazy show. Uh, but last night's dream was one of the weirdest ones I have ever had. And I've had some bizarre dreams. I mean, I've had some crazy things go on, but this one was really in depth. Well, I guess they all are kind of, but it involves something that I've never had in my dream before. Um, okay, what does it involve? All right, do you want to hear about it, or do we? are we done with Greg's dreams? Well, I mean, is it a good crazy? I, don't, I'm can, I cannot be the judge of that. All, All right. I know is I woke up and I wrote about two paragraphs into my phone because I wrote down what if happened. If we're doing full-on Greg's crazy, let's just go for it. All right. Here's what my dream was last <laughs> night. So uh, it started with our planet uh, being visited by E.T. E.T., like from E.T. Weird. I had a planet dream last night, too. 
But mine was just, mine didn't have ET. Mine just had a big planet on it. Like a planet just moved into like our orbit. Oh, that's because we talked about Nibiru yesterday. I know. I think so. But that's, I was like, it was so is. big. It was such a big planet. It was really scary looking. And then I got scared and then I woke up. But mine didn't have any ETs. So actually like no, e. Steven Spielberg's E.T.? Yeah, only a whole bunch of them Ew. all showed up. And they came down. So they came down onto our planet, and we, like, everybody was just, like, it was all out in the open. It was just like, okay, E.T.'s are here. They're more advanced than we are. But we had kind of, like, a, a friendly kind of thing going on. Like, it was okay. Like, people were cooperating with the E.T.'s. Okay. And then I had my buddy E.T., like, who is the actual E.T., but then the, the aliens themselves... You know, they, they were all over here. But the one guy who was my E.T., you know, he was my friend E.T., we'll call him that, friend E.T., was my was my buddy. And so all the other, you know, super smart E.T.s are, like, working on with the government and all that stuff until we get to this certain point where they end up, the E.T.s watch an episode of Game of Thrones. So they're watching Game of Thrones and they're seeing knights on there and they get really mad because they think um, that it's too much violence. So the ETs get really pissed off about humans because they think it's real. So they think Game of Thrones is real, and they're like, why are you guys being so violent to each other? We don't like this. And they get, like, real conservative about it. And so they start gathering up people and putting them in little uh, jails, the ETs do. They're, like, you know, waddling around, but they're still somehow, they're, they're like, better than us. So they're, they're putting us all into prisons. Um, I escape from the, I, I, I escape that. I don't end up going to a prison. Like I avoid, evade it. And then the ETs, once they put everybody in prisons, they're like, okay, screw this. We're out of here. And so they start taking off on their ships, but they imprison. So they've imprisoned all the humans and all of them are like, yeah. there's like millions of ETs and they all look like ET. Mm-hmm. That's creepy. Yeah. And so they have all the giant ships, and they're starting to take off, but they take my friend E.T., and they take him onto one of their ships. So what do I do? I sneak onto the ship. And so I sneak on there, and I'm, like, crawling through all the duct work and everything as they're going off into space because I'm trying to find my buddy E.T., and my, my friend E.T. And I, I make my way to this warehouse. Somebody's saying, did I watch the second episode of The Orville? I haven't watched The Orville yet. Is this, is this something that's on that? I mean, I, honestly, I, haven't I have not. I watched it yet. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I haven't watched it. Um, that's going to be weird if it's about that. So I'm crawling around on the ship and I make my way to the warehouse and I find my ET and he's in like a little jail cell. They've got like old bar, old timey bars. I don't think that's old timey. I think that's just called jail. Oh, okay. And he's in there and he's ET and he's holding a baby, like a human baby. And so I walk up to my friend ET and I'm like, hey, I know that baby. Like, that baby was also my friend, but it wasn't really, it was just like another person, but it was just a baby hanging out. And so I break out my friend E.T., and he gets out, and then Wait, I does have, your friend E.T. have the baby, or does, is it a different E.T.? No, my friend E.T. is holding a baby. Okay. Yeah. And so I break him out of, the, out of the jail. And then my other friend shows up. My other friend happens to be Jamie Lannister. So Jamie Lannister is there with me, and he's in his full, like, night suit. And he's like, come on, we've got to get out of here. And so we're running through, and then all of a sudden these giant ETs show up, like really like super huge ones, and like, and they're chasing us. And they chase us through there, and we make our way through this one doorway, and we slam it shut on the giant ET, and then um, then that's it. That's where we end up. 
So what does that mean? <laughs> this was my dream. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. How were you able to tell uh, your friend E.T. apart from the other people? It's a good question. I don't know. I just knew. I just knew that was my friend E.T. Mm-hmm. And, you know, versus the bad ones. It's kind of like, you know, like in uh, Gremlins, before they become Gremlins and they're just Mogwai, it's like you know which ones are the bad ones and which one's Gizmo. You just know. Okay. So it's kind of like that. Keelan says, Greg, you need to change your diet. Um, yeah, did you eat anything weird before you went to bed? You did. I can tell from you. No. Did you eat some Cheetos? No. I, I think I had a yogurt. I mean. Oh, that's a lie. No, it's not a lie. I, I had a yogurt. Um, no, I didn't really eat anything crazy. I don't know. I'm just saying this is what happened. All right. So uh, it says dreaming about aliens means that it's your fear of the unknown. Okay. So are you fearing the unknown? <clears throat> sure. Always. Yes. Okay. All right. Let me pull this up. I have my book. Okay. Why were they so mean? Wait, so they were just mean aliens. Well, they were mean once they found out. I mean, they imprisoned everybody. Yeah, that's not nice. No, it was not nice no, at all. No, that's not something that, that nice people do. <laughs> it's being asked, was it Gogurt? Uh, was it fresh yogurt or street yogurt? It was, it was, uh, so was it fresh alien, yogurt from the store. Was it an alien abduction? Would you call that an abduction since they jailed mm, you? I mean, I suppose. Like, well, they didn't jail me because I, I, I was able to evade it. Like, I didn't end up going to prison. Everybody else did. Okay. I hid. Of course you did. Yeah, and survived. You are a hider. This right, is a weird see. show if this is your first episode of Fun Employment Radio. So... All right, so it says, uh, if you dream about aliens, but particularly uh, more than one, you are feeling threatened by alien forces or situations. Like, not actual aliens, but like, you know, outside. Oh. Yeah, it's making you feel like unsure about the future. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Or I know something. Or I bet that's some of the stress. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Changing uh, some employment status, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, okay, that has definitely been a source of stress for me this week. Yep. Okay. 565. There's a little, I'm not going to talk about it here on the show. There's a little change in in something that I normally uh, do. Dreams of UFOs can uh, suggest personal growth as the awareness of the infinity of possible personal choices can be an overwhelming experience. Your dreaming mind may express it as an alien contact, UFO, or experience of extremely bright light. So such a dream also suggests a new area of experience or a new way of experiencing yourself. It often comes before significant life changes. You should consider what changes are occurring in the way that you relate to people and events. So if an alien appears in your dreams, it suggests feelings of being an outsider in a group or society. Okay. It may yeah. also represent something new and not previously experienced. In some cases, the alien may symbolize a meeting with an aspect of yourself that has great potential that has not yet been met. Is that what the baby is? A dream about an alien abduction is generally considered a nightmare. <laughs> If the alien is benign, however, you may respond like a, let's see, to, so, let's see. so you idolize the alien. Okay, that's a weird way of wording that. Okay. So it basically means that you feel out of sorts. Yeah, a little out of sorts. Which basically is what everything this goddamn book says. <laughs> like about anything. <laughs> something's like, oh, wrong. Oh, yeah, something's amiss. Something feels a little off kilter. Yeah. So this is Sarah's dream book, which is... Mm-hmm. What does it say? It analyzes the element encyclopedia of 20,000 dreams. 20,000 dreams. The ultimate A to Z to interpret the secrets of your dreams by uh, Teresa Cheng. Teresa Renowned Cheng. Renowned dream expert. Yes. 
Okay. She knows more about dreams than anybody. Well, that's where I'm at. This is kind of this is a quick uh, course in what's going on with me mentally, but I feel like I'm on the way out of the stress side of it. That's good. I've broken, and I'm, um, you know, making. You're a new man. No, no, <laughs> we're not there yet. You're just broken. Yeah, I'm just broken. Okay. Yeah, but I'm on my way out. Yeah, because tomorrow's. I've stopped stressed. caring about things as much, so that's yeah, good. Yeah, you don't really seem concerned about anything. Well, I am. But, uh, but now it's just not affecting More apathetic, you. I think, yeah. than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. where I'm at right now. All right, so, good to know. You know, there we are. And there is Greg's Mental Breakdown. <laughs> Mr. Pancakes! Oh, wow. Oh, hello, my friends. Greg, what are you doing? I'm sorry, I'm laughing. We have our guys camping trip this weekend. Keelan will be up there. He's going to murder you. I'm sorry, it's just going to be. He's just got to get used to it now. I'm sorry, Keelan. When I said Mr. Pancakes, I didn't think that he was going to latch on to it. That is totally my bad. I'm going to laugh about this for days. He's totally, completely latched onto this. Oh, it brings me such joy. <laughs> I would be fearful when he wins I am, rickets. I am like a little afraid. I'm you. a little. I'm a little scared. How are you gonna? Okay, there. I don't even want to know. <laughs> Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Dylan. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, stop thinking about Mr. Pancakes and pay attention. Mr. Pancakes! <laughs> All right, first up, I'm going to start with some facts. So since we are, of course, in the throes of one of the most wonderful seasons of the year, Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest is upon us. Oktoberfest is upon us, even though it is September. It starts in late September and runs uh, through the beginning of October. So um, I found some facts about uh, Oktoberfest today. So um, so the first Oktoberfest was held on October 12th, 1810, in honor of the marriage of the Bavarian crown prince Ludwig and Princess Therese. So the wedding celebration and, uh, ended with a horse race five days later and revelry in between. It has since grown into one of the biggest and most boisterous folk festivals in the world. So... Um, they just released some statistics about it, which I thought were interesting. Yeah, no, that's good. Right. So I one, love Oktoberfest. I haven't been to one actually I've in quite a while. I've never been to one. What, you've been to Germany for Oktoberfest? No, no, oh, no, no, okay. no, no. Not a German one. Okay. Uh, the one in St. Paul, Oregon is is really fun. There's one in Mount Angel, too, isn't there? Or Main, Mount Angel, excuse me. Mount yeah. Angel's what I'm thinking of. Uh, yeah, the one in Mount Angel is awesome. I have always wanted to go there. I've been, I have been. I went to Germany when I was a kid, and then um, I've been to Leavenworth. In Washington, oh yeah, they probably kind of looks like yeah, yeah. So they have like their whole brew fest. I'm sure thing. it's a great one there too. Yeah, the one in Mount Angel is. I used to have a roommate whose uh, family lived right next to it, like a half mile away. Oh, awesome! So we would just go stay at his family's house, and it was a lot of fun. I have always wanted. I've never been. This to was Mount back Angel. in the days though when it was a little less PC than mm-hmm. I think it is now. They used like, to have. They, <laughs> Well, mean? I mean, like, the way it was is the way the way October, and it's not like this anymore. The Winter Mount Angel, the way it used to be, is you know what beads are f- like in Mar- at Mardi Gras. Yeah, beads know, for boobs. Beads for boobs. Well, for this, what you do is you would buy like the little round stickers, like price tag stickers, 
And so they would have sheets of them, and you buy them, and then you ask a girl, and then you put a sticker on them. And they would, whoever had the most stickers won, I guess, was the Wait, deal. why would you put stickers on them? I don't know. That was just what you did. And so, like, girls would get a ton of stickers. I don't want people putting stickers on me. Well, you wouldn't do it if they didn't say yes. What's not PC better? You're, like, putting stickers on their boobs or, like... Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm like, what's this? I mean, it wasn't, like, walk up and grope somebody, but I, this is just what they did. I don't know. I don't know what the origin is. But, like, it was like, you know, how some people are proud of getting tons of beads... There were some girls proud of getting tons of stickers. Hmm. Well, I'm sure that maybe they still do that. I'm going to guess yeah. not. <laughs> I'm going to guess they don't do that anymore. Well, now, so, so this was invented in, uh, so it started in 1810, and now it's a 16-day festival. Oktoberfest is 16 days long. Some people participate in the entire thing. Jesus. That's too long. That is way too long. So, uh, so it starts in late September and runs until the first Sunday of October. So here are some statistics that they just released. I didn't realize how big this was for the economy. So 1.1 billion uh, euros are made in Munich every year. 1.1 billion euros. Wow. Are made from people traveling there. I want to go sometime. In the economy. Not for 16 days. Uh, In the 16 days of the festival, 6.6 million liters of beer are consumed. Oh, let's see. So they can fit about 120,000 people into the festival. Um, people try to always wow. 120. Imagine how bad it smells, though. Oh my god, so bad. It's got to smell pretty bad. So Sweaty, many, like, beer, drunk people. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. So uh, one thousand and or, excuse me, one hundred and ten thousand is the number of souvenir mugs that were confiscated by security from attendees' purses and backpacks when they tried to steal them. This is from last year. Why don't they just sell them? I I don't know. They probably do, but these are probably maybe people that are just trying to steal them. Uh, So 10,000 people each year participate in the traditional costume and uh, walk in the annual parade through the center of uh, Munich to the Oktoberfest grounds where they continue to drink for 16 days. Man. uh, There are 1,400 porta-potties. Well, okay, at least they're on top of it with that. I I do want to go. I want to go at some point. Oh, yeah, and uh, also, this is just a fun fact that I didn't know, that uh, the drinking age in Germany, 16. Yeah, so that's the other thing. You're going to have a lot of drunk kids there. So, Oh, God, so many drunk kids. So many drunk kids. Do they have, like, an adult section? Probably not, because, I mean, if they can drink at 16, they're probably considered adults. And Yeah. No, either way, I want to go. I can't even imagine how young those kids look, because when I see 21-year-olds now, they look so little to me. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I would not be able to... Like all cart, like they'll look twelve. I don't, I, seriously, like all cart someone. There's like, oh no, it's okay, I'm twenty two. I'm like, okay, you look twelve. Give me your ID. <laughs> and like, if you don't want to show it to me, that's my. I'm concerned with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to be carted. Yeah, me too. All right. So from beer to chocolate, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Out of Gordonsville, Virginia. A truck hauling 47,000 pounds of Hershey's chocolate bars toppled over yesterday in Virginia uh, when it ran off the side of the road and the chocolate went everywhere. Oh, boy. If it was M&M's, you'd be more interested in this. It's a very slow news day. Just work with me. That's fine. All right. uh, The driver wasn't hurt, but police say that he might be cited for driving too erratically and quickly with his chocolate truck full of dreams Mm. and chocolate. Zipping around with all this chocolate. How many pounds was it? 47,000. That's a lot of pounds of chocolate. That is so many pounds of chocolate. 
So that's a thing that happened. 47,000 pounds, 24 tons of chocolate. 23 and a half tons. That's a lot of chocolate. Well, how'd you do that math? Well, a ton is 2,000 pounds, correct? Uh, unless I'm wrong. I thought it was 2,000 pounds. I, I don't know. I didn't get into broadcasting because I was good at math, okay? Yeah, 2,000 pounds. Maybe I second-guessed myself there for a second. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a lot of... That's a lot of a lot of chocolate. What would you do if you saw it? I would take some. You probably. would take some? Maybe not. I don't know. It depends on if I was in the mood for it or not. No, it's free. It's sitting there. What would be the most exciting, like, truck full of something that you'd be, like, the most stoked about? Money. Okay, well, money is money. <laughs> I'm talking more about, like, like edible, edible something. Food? Yeah. Taquitos. Warm taquitos. Ooh. Already cooked, like, fresh truck full of taquitos. Chicken and Monterey Jack ones, and like bean and cheese ones, and oh, mine would be jalapeno like and pizza, carne asada ones or something. Oh, you're still you're still talking about taquitos. I love taquitos. Remember, I like pocket meats. Taquitos are kind of I mean they're open on the ends, but it's close enough to be a pocket meat. Have you put taquitos in your pockets before? No, I don't mean you put it in your pockets. I mean the meat, like the bread, forms a pocket, and then inside is your delicious meat treat. Delicious meat treat. Yeah. All right. Oh, this is something. So I found this story. This is something that I thought might be good for digital trends. It's about uh, Amazon and their um, frequently bought together algorithm. So there's this new thing that they've uh, that somebody found out that uh, Amazon's frequently bought together algorithm can prompt users to buy bomb making ingredients. Oh. Yeah. That's a thing that actually now they've like they've squashed it. But yes, so when people are buying a particular thing, they oh, frequently, so you may like to you may like this. Yes, so uh, they're facing okay. a, a backlash after it's frequently bought together algorithm suggests bomb making ingredients to customers. <laughs> so it usually you know helps. That's not good. It's not. So sometimes you know the algorithm's a little weird. Sometimes it's something that you want. Sometimes it's like why the hell is this being recommended to me? But yeah, but in this case, it has been suggesting chemical combinations that could be used to make incendiary devices to its users. So according to the wow. report, uh, searches for a certain type of chemical would yield black powder and thermite in the frequently bought together section. Another example states that the algorithm has also linked three chemicals that when mixed and ignited could be used to create an explosive. Uh, also states throughout the investigation, listings for steel ball bearings, push button switches, battery connectors, and cables all appear in the frequently bought together section. Oh man, that's horrible. Yeah, so they caught it. So they've since released a statement saying that all of the products must adhere to their selling guidelines. But that's already out there. God damn it, Amazon. Yeah. They are going to rule the world, though. Oh, yeah. Just go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Amazon link. We already worship our Amazon overlords. Yes. You know who has really good pocket meat? Is oh uh, uh, Horn of Africa. It's this food Jesus cart. Christ, you <laughs> and the Saturday. Horn of Africa. Oh, my God. I love that place. It's, it's like that. It's Horn of Africa or Meredith Brooks or uh, Meredith I don't Brooks know. is a new thing. Mer- yeah, that you have like a, you've been really latched onto that lately. She's from Corvallis, and I'm from I, I lived in Corvallis. Uh, so, no Horn of Africa is a food cart at Saturday Market. I think they have a restaurant somewhere too, but they have like sambusas, which is, is like this pocket meat thing. It's Will the best food meat? ever. Horn of Africa is fucking awesome. I, like how you said that I was talking about Pink Floyd a lot, like it comes up like once a week. 
That's you with Horn of Africa. I think I need to get down there to go to it. You I haven't say, been there for a while. And that's exactly what you say. It's like the same thing. It's like you have some sort of trigger and you're like, oh, Horn of Africa. Oh, I haven't been there in a while. I need to go. They have really good pocket meat. Horn of Africa. They do. Oh, it's so good. I think it they might so have a good. restaurant somewhere. They have a food cart downtown. <laughs> it's so good. That's being recommended to not Google pocket meat. Pocket meat. All right. And finally, I did tell you this yesterday about uh, the impending doom that is uh, that is approaching us this weekend with the apocalypse and whatnot. Oh, that's right. I yes. forgot the world's ending. So, yeah. So, uh, there's currently a suggestion going now, around. It that's that's it's a... Uh, David Mead. David Mead. Yeah. Who says so, there are the currently... Because the planet X is going to crash into yep, us. Yep, uh, this is what's going to happen, that a huge hidden planet is about to hit our planet. <laughs> Which is just going to pop out of nowhere, because you wouldn't be like, see a planet Boop. coming. Surprise! Well, maybe it has like an invisibility cloak. And then it just appears. Mm, okay. That is really freaky, though, because I know it's because of the story, but I did have this dream that all of a sudden, like this giant planet that was filling the sky uh-huh. appeared last night in my dream. And it was just well, like that's the planet sun X. was like... Teeny, and this was probably like a hundred times the size of it, and it was like light blue. It was like a little, like a light blue, like white, a little bit, and it filled the entire sky. It was way too big. It was really, it was unnerving. Yikes! It did not. I did not like it. I did not like it one bit. Did not. So that being so said, maybe, this could are be happening. You also this, predicting this is going to happen? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. Maybe, and then he'll rain down uh, little ETs. Well, this is due to hit on Saturday, and it'll spark a series of events that is uh, likely to kill us all, so saith David Mead. David Mead. And this is all based on the passage in the Bible. It's Revelations 12, 1. Okay. If you're interested in reading about it. So uh, there are some recommendations for things to do. Uh, we only have two days, of course, left well, in mean, order to prepare for it. That's what I'm going to say. Like, how do you prepare for a planet Another planet crashing into this okay. planet. Is there well, going to be much we can do about there that? There are a couple of recommendations. So the okay. first step is to... Uh, Send him all your money? If you live in the United States of America, I think that he, he he's pretty sure that it's going to hit just squarely on all of the United States of America. Just mush us all. Does it really matter much so it says it's move an to ad- uh, Move to another country. <clears throat> if Wait. You're, Wait a minute. So he's saying if you move to another country, you're going to survive the planet you hitting? Might, you might have a better chance. Also, if you... Um, this, that's not how it works. Actually, the gravity is what would get us before it ever even hit us. Okay. It would rip us apart, and then we would fly out into space. Okay. Um, also, if you if you have access to one, you should get into an underground bunker. How is an underground bunker going to protect you from a planet that's going to squash the United States? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, but Planet X is coming. Because it was just going to bounce off? It'll like, it's just going to It's like a rubber ball. Just bang. Bang. Uh, so it says, uh, so one of the other recommendations, so first is get out of the country. Second, if you're going to the coast or if you're on the coast, leave, which I'm actually going to the coast this weekend, so I'm super fucked. Oh, yeah. Next, it says uh, there's a chance where any low-lying um, ground could simply be eliminated by tsunamis as the ocean rises during the polar shift. So I'm gone. Oh, there's a polar shift that's going to happen, too. Yeah, I just said that. Okay, sorry. I'm just trying you to wrap my head around. can't and make it seem as if that's it's yours. Trying to wrap my head around all mm-hmm. of this. All right, so it does say the best place to be uh, when Planet X does bump into us is Belize. That doesn't make any s- 
Because everything else about this makes sense. Even if I'm going with his logic, even even if I'm going with his logic, okay, why would Belize? That's the same side of the Earth that the planet's gonna gently bump. Just caress. Give us a little kiss. Just a little kiss. Just. Why would Belize be the place to go? That's where, because he probably owns like some hotel there or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's probably it. So if you're in Belize this weekend, you're going to be A-OK. Oh, you'll be fine. If you're at the Book coast a reservation or, now. or not in an underground bunker. Belize is almost <laughs> entirely on the coast. No, Greg, you're just not understanding. <sighs> there you have it. There's a world of crazy. I mean, I want to believe. You do want to believe in well, David Well, you know, clearly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this guy knows what he's talking about. I mean, he's just trying to... It's nothing selfish at all. He's just trying to make sure that everyone's going to be safe. Totally not trying to sell books or conspiracy theories or... Do you think somebody's buying his book because of this? Conspiracy nuts? Are you kidding me? But, I mean, technically, if they believe it, they only have two days to buy it. You're going to get it, like, really quick on Amazon Prime Delivery by going to fundemploymentradio.com and clicking on the Amazon link? Probably. It's probably the best way to be prepared. Doesn't your roommate order like everything on Amazon and get it like, in a half hour? Everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He orders a lot on there. No, I've been there before at your house and he'll be like, mm, I think I want these headphones, but I don't want to wait for them. And he'll be like, and then like an hour later, yeah, they show up. Yep. That's crazy. No, they're at my house like five times a day. We're in the future. Okay, I'm just thinking about all this. We've got a lot of information that's been dispensed on this show so far. All right. I feel like you've like your crazy has like passed across the table. This is how I get it out onto of me. me. I know. Well, because I've also been I've been working for the past like you have been the majority you, you, of the past. In all three fairness, days. Sarah Sarah has been uh, working some very long hours. Yeah. So I feel a little discombobulated. Yeah. Like today's the first day where I'm finally like I can kind of relax, and then you're kind of like relaxed. So I feel like we're. It's not Us good. Without stress, it's a bad not, combo. It's not working. Uh, in the in the live chat, let's see. Carrie just posted, according to a news article, the planet won't hit Earth, only pass by. That's still that's physics. It is going to rip. It would rip us apart. And planet X is ten times the size. Yeah, yeah. It would it would completely rip the entire planet apart. Um, John says uh, Alex Jones has like six million viewers. Yes, people will buy this crap. I was yeah, that's say, true. Like uh, you know, working with Clyde Lewis for years. My God, all he has to do is just pick anything. He could be like, post-its are actually alien beings. And do yeah. that show, and then he'll have like a million a, a million listeners. In all fairness, Clyde is not like Alex Jones. No, like, but Clyde knows like how to Jones. do it. But, but I'm Clyde saying, does know how to do it, yeah. He, he knows how, well, yeah, because he's a professional. Like, I don't, still to this day, I worked with Clyde for years. I do not know what he does and does not believe. But I do know that he sells it very I, well. I will admit, I sometimes listen to his show when I'm doing yard work because- I find it fascinating just from a from a radio standpoint of how he can take like one little tiny topic oh, or he's tiny a little news story and he'll stretch it into four hours of content. Now Clyde was one and, of the first and people. And with very little repeating. I mean, he'll reset it, you know, every so often, but really he can just go on it 
I mean, it's it is pretty impressive. I mean, Clyde, it, he was one of the like my first friend in radio because he would work because uh, I would be working at, at the station at KOTK, uh-huh. and he would do like the late night too. And so like he'd be working on like his Ground Zero stuff, and I'd be in there like running the board, and we'd just sit and chat for like hours. And I was give him a ride home after work and everything. Yeah, but he is just he taught me a lot too. He is a uh, he, master wordsmith. Absolutely, yeah. He he is a he is a master at it. Um. But yeah, Eddie says I can't t- listen to him because it's so hard to tell the difference between bullshit and news. <laughs> yeah, it's totally and true. It, I mean, he intertwines them so well uh, that it is. It's it's hard to tell. I mean, I find it just. I do find it entertaining, and like I said, on, on occasion to to listen to. You're, some of those. you're more of the conspiracy person than me. I just can't well, listen to see, that stuff. you need to be careful though. See, here's the thing with saying conspiracy theory now, because I know you kind of throw it, lump it all into one thing. Like, there's a difference between like the government weird right-wing conspiracy nuts and, you know, I'm talking about, like, Bigfoot and UFOs. Wait, so it's not the same thing? No. Well, I don't... I think it's getting... They're getting mixed up now. Like, I like Bigfoot and alien stuff just because I think it's entertaining to think about something like that. Conspiracy nuts now, I think that's more into the, like, government and, you know, Obama's and... Oh, 9-11. Taking over and 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 9-11's an inside job. Like, those kind of people. That's like the Alex Jones stuff. And that, I want nothing to do with any of that. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like any of that But then our group uh, that we're in is Bigfoot 911. Oh, yeah. And they take it so serious. Oh, do we ever talk about that on the show? that's entertaining. That's, that's entertaining to me. Like, nobody's being hurt by any of that. No, No, it's amazing. But they take it. it's just silly. I know, and that's what I like it. But they do also take take it it very seriously. But, like, nobody's getting hurt by a... Oh my By a guy who firmly believes in Bigfoot. So Greg had um, <laughs> Greg had joined this Bigfoot group, and he was like saying like, "Oh, it's so exclusive." So I asked to join, and I totally got in. And uh, then I was looking at some of the posts, and they are very uh, assertive about the fact that they do not want any fake Bigfoot news. Bigfoot nine one one, which is a group on uh, on uh, Facebook that I joined, and then Sarah joined, and she shouldn't have been allowed in, but. I know. Oh, yeah, here it is. It says, okay, folks, this is a this is a serious post from Bigfoot 911. It says, okay, folks, it has come to my attention that we're having some issues with the site. So let me again say I started the site for people to talk seriously about Bigfoot and not worried about being ridiculed. Every post that comes through is looked at by myself or another admin. I've seen some crazy stuff that's totally fake that I allowed to be posted because I think it's very important to be able to spot a Yeah, he's talking about people mocking him. To spot a fake because there's so many hoaxes pertaining to Bigfoot. And that's why you should be kicked off of this because you, you are clearly making fun of it. If you don't like what you see, just leave the site. I will ban you if you start spewing. I do not believe that everything that goes bump in the woods is a Bigfoot. I have been doing this a long time. If you don't like what I approve or what I don't approve, just go somewhere else. And for the folks that have posted, thank you. And I'm sorry if someone asked you asked you over your post anyone has an issue, you have in contact. Happy squatching. Are you mocking it? No, I was just saying. I'm going to report you to the admins. Do not report me. I'm going to report you. (laughs) Do not report me. I have it on good authority that one Sarah Dillon does not take this seriously and has been mocking you. I, however, yeah, I'm going to rat you out. I just want to know, like, how a Bigfoot, like a Squatch admin, Mm -hmm. weeds out the fake stories. Mm -hmm. I really want to know, like... What the journey is in that in that mind. How it happens? Yeah, to be like, all right, no, this one is completely true, and this one is just so far-fetched. Yeah. Like, how do you how do you pick one? They have their own. If you don't understand, then maybe you shouldn't be on the group, in the group. I should, oh, you and they're, don't get it. they're Bigfoot confessions. 
Bigfoot Confessions? What oh, do you mean? my God. There's a guy on there. I'm just looking at this right now. His name is... Um, Why him. are you reading all this Sasquatch stuff? Bigfoot is my thing. Well, I'm just saying he is talking <laughs> about his... Well, the first time he saw Sasquatch, there are crazy people in here, Greg. Oh, yeah, of course. The pre-dawn morning was bitter cold. That's the first memory I have of that fateful November day. The alarm clock my brother had set for 4 a.m. had gone off, interrupting me as I had one clasp of Halle Berry's bra undone wait, and what? was working on the other one. Whoa, wait a minute, what? He's talking about a dream of Halle Berry? Yeah. I mean, Halle Berry's very attractive, but let's not write down your dream of unclasping her. God, that's a creep. She needs a restraining order against this person immediately. Although the annoying ping, ping, ping of the cell phone's alarm had wakened me instantly, I lay there, eyes closed, hoping against all hope that Hallie was somewhere oh in my, my sleeping bag. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck? <laughs> Hallie Berry. Oh, my God. This is his Sasquatch story. I opened my eyes and quickly realized that she wasn't in my arms, my sleeping bag. And now, because of that damned alarm, not in my dreams either. Shit, I said. And watch the cool... <laughs> Shit, where the hell's goddamn Halle Berry? <laughs> Shit, I said, and watch the cool mist of my spoken word rise off of my lips and into the darkness above me. Oh, wow, he fancies himself quite the wordsmith. Hey, Joe, my older brother Max said it in a quiet, almost whisper. Oh, hey, Joe. What? Silence. What is it, dude? I asked with a snarl in my voice. Who's Hallie? At which point the entire tent erupted with the laughter of my two nephews and my smart-ass brother. Wait, what did he say? Who's Hallie? Who's Hallie? Because he was saying Hallie in his dreams. Jesus oh. Christ. Man, this guy's obsessed. It was our yearly deer hunting excursion to Montgomery County, North Carolina. We've been coming and hunting in the forest for as long as I could remember. Uncles, nephews, brothers, best friends, in-laws, they'd all show up to hunt and drink and reminisce. Sometimes shed a tear for the loved ones we'd lost. Yes, sir. Hunt in the early morning, sleep till late afternoon, and go back hunting till dark. Then get... <laughs> okay. Dream about Halle Berry. Little did I know that what the darkness was hiding in those last few hours of pre-dawn would change my entire life and make me question everything that I'd ever been taught. How could I have known that I would meet the myth and the legend... How could I have known <laughs> that I'd meet Bigfoot? I'm going to stop writing right now. My girlfriend just... His girlfriend? Like he has a girlfriend. <laughs> My girlfriend's back from her modeling gig. My girlfriend <laughs> has got back from modeling in Canada. <laughs> and she We're going to make sweet love right now. She looks just like Halle Berry. <laughs> she said... Um, my girlfriend just told me I was posting my encounter, not writing a novel, lol. So I'll leave it to y'all. Do you want me to continue or just cut to the chase or just shut up entirely? This is his post? That's his post. So he's, he, that was a Bigfoot tease. That was a Squatch tease. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> oh my God. All right, we'll have to check back in on that. We have to. God, Hopefully his, his very real girlfriend will let him finish his... <laughs> she looks just like Halle Berry. 
She was Halle Berry's stunt woman and cat woman. <laughs> Almost as cute as the real thing. <laughs> wow. Totally real. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not a crazy person. Okay. Did you want to do some... You know, I don't know if it's necessary at this point. I think so. I think we've done enough for today. I think we've kind of reached the... <sighs> well, we do have a birthday, though. We do. Mm-hmm. We do indeed. And we do want to give a... And what a wonderful show he's getting a birthday. Shout out to <laughs> <I> him. <know. laughs> this is our garbage show. <laughs> <laughs> it's not garbage. It's just weird. I, just, I don't know what it is. Don't put me in the trash. All right. Stay for the, Octo- the random Oktoberfest facts and, <laughs> and come back for Bigfoot Back for me All right. We need to say happy birthday. Danny. Danny. Danny, it's your birthday. Happy birthday, Danny. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. Oh, my gosh. Wait, he did open. Oh, he did update. All right, we're going to have to do an update tomorrow. I just want to do the update right now. I mean, is it good enough or are we we, we saving that oh, for no, he's, that the big Oh, no, he did tease? another Squatch tease. He did another Squatch tease. He's like, all right, and he's setting it up again. He's like, okay, guys, I got to hit the sheets. Called in last night and working without any sleep has left me way sleepy. Actually dozing as I'm trying to get on with my encounter. I promise that I'll continue. This encounter with Halle Berry in his dream. <laughs> I do not need the details of someone's like masturbation fantasy <laughs> That's all in it my is. Bigfoot group. Okay. Halle Berry slowly takes her bra off and she looks <laughs> me in the eye. Oh my God. I'm not talking Catwoman Halle Berry. I'm talking about what was, what was the one John Travolta? <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, oh God. Sorry, I don't. I don't remember my Halle Berry movies well enough. I almost had a good reference there, but it didn't work. Um, anyway, swordfish. That's what I was thinking of. Swordfish? I'm talking about swordfish. Who ever would name check swordfish? If you know Halle Berry, you know why. Okay. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. So tomorrow we're going to be going at 11 because Greg has to get on the road to Ricketts Fest, and I'm going to go to the coast with some Actually, it's you that's leaving early. It's true. Got to get to the coast to be ready for Planet X to totally annihilate. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. No, because I have farther to travel than you do. You're not going too far, are you? I'm not saying where I'm going. Okay, yes, because everyone's just vying to come in. Hang out with you and your idiot friends. We'll talk about it tomorrow. You and Mr. Pancakes throwing rocks at each other. Mr. Pancakes! God, I hope nobody's watching (laughs) that. It's an email. Fun radio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We really do appreciate it. We really do. Thank you for all of your support. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Save the date, December 2nd. December 2nd. Save that date. Make it free and clear. We'll tell you why. Later. Someday. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> Once we have it all worked out. Once we figure out what the fuck we're doing. Just kidding. Uh, see you tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Mr. Parker! You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio that. Network. Butterman. man.